Welcome and Merry Christmas. So glad that you've uh, chosen to spend this next hour with us in worship. Uh, glad to have you with us here in person. Glad to have you with us online on this Christmas Eve 2020. Uh, we, we, uh, there are a few people around who kind of entered into the, you know, the ugly sweater, crazy quest. Oh, so that's a cute sweater. Um, you know, so the Christmas sweater uh, tradition. So thank you for doing that. We've got some ties going on. Um, Tim's got a really lovely sweater here. There's Santa Claus. Love that prosthetic. That's, that's excellent, Tim. That's it's, very, very it's good. It's not my real belly. That's a, that's a fake one. Craig, Craig, what's going on with you, man? You're looking pretty cool. Pretty this awkward. is my only time of the year where I actually dress up, so I couldn't bring myself to wear an ugly Christmas sweater. So. See, my theory was there are some families that are just too pretty to put in a sweater. You know, they're just, you know, so that, that's kind of where I'm going with it anyway. And I do the mix here, so I want to meet these guys halfway. Dressing so it up with the tie. The tie and the sweater. Very nice. Well, we asked, invited people to send in some photos of their sweater-wearing escapades. So we got a few here. Let's see who we got there. There's uh, the, the, the uh, Hannah's. Krista and Percy, they've got, in case you can't quite make it out, they've got the Star Wars theme going on there. I don't know, I'm not sure that that's a Christmas, well, although Darth Vader, I think, has a Santa Claus hat on, so maybe that's, uh, who else have we got, got going on? Oh, okay, there, there we go, the Kunstlers. I don't know, does that count as a Christmas sweater? That's an ugly sweater, but. It's an ugly sweater and it's the wrong team. It should be Green Bay Packers, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Seahawks, Seahawks versus Green Bay isn't Packers. That, isn't that like an oxymoron? Because if it's an ugly sweater, wouldn't you want it to be Seahawks? But That's if a good point. I don't know. Yeah, this, maybe. I don't really know what I'm talking about at all. But. Maybe this is a marks of migration in his team affiliation, that uh, he's you know, going to you know, leave the Seahawks and, and come to the Packers. I don't know. It's possible. All right, we better move on. What else we got? Who else has got? Oh, good. Jules is there. Lovely Christmas uh, sweater. And hi, Jules. Glad to have Jules with us online as well. Oh, there is a family that I think they're too pretty for ugly sweaters. They got these pajamas. They got Christmas pajamas. That's the, uh, the Huntsley family. Uh, oh, good on you, Rolf. There's Rolf and Joy Poland. Rolf's one of the Board of Elders. It looks like his head's been displaced, though. Uh, I'm not sure who that is in his place. Um, but <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. So uh, thank you for uh, just engaging in a little bit of fun. Some of us sort of thought Christmas 2020. I mean, that's just, just, this is the kind of... Uh, it's kind of year 2020's been. So. <laughs> but uh, some of you are dressed up saying like nuts to 2020. I'm just glad nobody pointed out that uh, my, my snowman's nose is about the same shape as mine. Um, but anyway, <laughs> let me, uh, maybe if you're in person, stand with us. If you're at home, you can stand with us as well. And uh, we're going to pray and begin our time together this evening. So Lord Jesus, thank you for this uh, Christmas season. Uh, we come recognizing that we're not the first to have lived through a really difficult year. Uh, we're not the first to have engaged um, wondering where things are going, what could happen next. And, and, and we come to worship you. We come to look to you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for coming among us. And we thank you for the freedom that we have to worship. We thank you for the technology that allows us to do so in some innovative ways. And we thank you for those who are making that possible for us tonight and have throughout this pandemic. We ask that you'd meet with us this evening, that you'd receive the worship that we bring, and that you would be pleased uh, with the songs from our hearts sung to you this Christmas Eve. Um, enliven us, Holy Spirit, we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas. As I just got a couple things adjusted here. Merry Christmas to everyone, and welcome to this 
you know, unique Christmas Eve experience. We're glad to be celebrating this Christmas Eve with you, um, everyone who's on site here with us, as well as everyone who's online with us too. Uh, this is an unconventional Christmas Eve service and uh, in a difficult year, but we hope this evening is a place uh, where you will feel welcome and uh, where we can shed the burdens that we're carrying and focus on the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and the one who takes our sins away. And as you know, we can't sing as a congregation, but we do want to invite you to uh, clap your hands, maybe raise your hands. Uh, you can hum along. You can read and contemplate the words as well. Uh, you can dance. You can dance expressively. I know we actually have lots of dancers in our church, and many of us know uh, Catherine uh, loves to dance expressively, expressively and myself, I'm more, uh, I'm, I'm more of the worship two-step, and if you don't know what that is, that's this during worship. Very nice. Yeah, I dig that. All right. So if you want to want to do a little bit of that, that's all right as well. All right. But uh, let's worship our Lord and uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this evening and celebrate uh, this Christmas. All right. Some of these carols, um, we got a you know little a unique turns to them as well. They are about ninety percent traditional, with ten percent of kind of new fun ideas in there as well. So we hope that they'll be a blessing to you.
worship joy to the world. Christmas and Advent uh, tradition uh, throughout the whole Advent season, uh, the four weeks coming up to Christmas, as well as uh, Christmas Eve is the Advent reading, scriptures that point our hearts and our minds toward Christ and the meaning of Christmas. And as our congregation uh, is both on site and online, we've invited those people who are joining us online to uh, be part of our Advent reading um, through contributed videos and so forth. So I want to invite you um, to uh, have a seat. You can go ahead and have a seat. I want to invite the Bonin family is going to uh, give our Advent reading, but at the same time, um, Julian and Jenny Waldner are going to come on up, and uh, they're going to light the candles while the video is running as well. So you guys can come on up here, and I'll invite you to draw your attention to the Bonins delivering our Advent reading. Hi, I'm Dario. I'm Sheila. We are the Bonins. We're going to do the Advent reading for Christmas Eve and light the last candle. <clears throat> the season... For watching and waiting is over. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. 
This is the light of the world, and the darkness cannot extinguish it. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among the peoples. Psalm 96, 1 to 3. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before him all the earth. Psalm 96, 7 to 9. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. Psalm 96, 10, 11, and 13. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Bonner family. Thank you, Waldners, as well. And uh, apologize for those lighters. It doesn't matter. No matter how much testing we do, no matter how many lighters we get, it never goes smoothly. Ever. I want to invite you to stand again as we continue on our time of worship. Um, as mentioned uh, earlier, one part of biblical expression uh, in worship is, uh, is dancing. What better time to dance than as we, as we uh, sing in worship or have uh, musical expressions of worship as well. And many of you know uh, Catherine's uh, passion for dance and her uh, training and so forth. And in this song, uh, she'll be leading some easy-to-follow dance movements or dance expression. Uh, it is not a requirement to dance, but it is, it is a, mean, a means of worship if that is something you'd like to use uh, to express yourself. I, myself, am not a dancer. As I showed earlier, those are all my moves. So that's what I got right there. And maybe I can move my hands around as well. But uh, there have been many moments in my life where the words that I'm singing or the words that I'm declaring um, are heightened. Uh, my understanding is heightened through uh, someone else's uh, dance expression and seeing a, a visual or a physical element or interpretation of it. So I, I invite you to feel free to dance with Catherine or not, or clap or not, but um, let's uh, continue to worship together as we proclaim angels we have heard on high. And I encourage you, I know there's, looking out here, I know there's a couple people who do want to dance. Uh, Belinda, got my eye on you there. Sheila and Cindy. Jarvis. Oh, sorry, Alex. <laughs> Why do I always screw that up? Sorry, Alex. Oh, shame. got a mask on. Yeah, it's the mask. That's totally what it is. Yeah, totally. Jeez. <laughs> All right. My wires, you know what, talk amongst yourselves, because my wires are completely tied up here. And there we go. All right, let's proclaim angels we have heard on high. That's not a chord. That's not the right one either. There we go. All right, wouldn't be Christmas Eve if there wasn't an awkward little hiccup, right? <laughs> Go, let's proclaim angels we have heard on high. Two, three. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains. And the mountains then reply, echo back the joyous ring. Shepherds, why this? 
Savior's birth. next song has become one of my favorites. Uh, sometimes you hear a song uh, a lot and you just dismiss it and I'll admit at Christmas time that tends to be me. Um, that uh, Christmas carols that I've heard a million times I'll often go, okay, I don't want to sing those again. Um, but uh, often you'll hear a recording or an arrangement of a, um, of a song that breathes new life into it. And that's what uh, I had heard of this song, uh, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And uh, heard a beautiful arrangement, it breathed a new life, sparked a new spirit in me in the song, and really kind of transformed it from, um, oh, that's a tradition, to, oh, that's the song of worship, right? And that, that change was not in the, the writer's doing, that was, it kind of kicked me in the pants to go, regardless of who's arranging the song, regardless of how the song is being played, this is a song of worship that has been written to celebrate and to praise the Most High God. Um, so as we, uh, as we play and as we sing here, we, we hope that um, as we play it, that it breathes a new life into this song, but also into the uh, different carols that we have been uh, proclaiming together as well. Come thou long-expected Jesus.
long-expected Jesus. truth in those words that is not come thou mythical creature who never who never existed but they are a call and a cry to the God of the universe who is personal who is real who loves us with an unending love come thou long expected Jesus we celebrate this time of the year not in memory of something long ago but of something that is present in this day and age that we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior but Jesus we know that you are present here. And we have come into this place all with the desire to meet with you. Whether we've come into this place with, you know, whether we're church or unchurched, whether we're hearts overflowing with joy and, and, uh, um, and uh, jubilation, or whether we have hearts that are going, you know, why am I here? Or if you're dragged here by your grandma who really wants you to come on Christmas Eve. But God, we are all, we all want to meet with you. We have that desire in our hearts whether we're frustrated and angry, whether we're joyful and happy. We want to know the sureness of your presence. We want to know the reality of that relationship. We want to know that we are loved by the creator of the universe and that we are not a chance. We are not a random happening. That we are made with intention and we are loved and with an unending love. We're so thankful that we can celebrate that this season. So thankful for the freedom we have to do that as well as the technology that allows us in the middle of what could be a completely you know, shattering um, pandemic that we can still worship you in the middle of that. 
We're thankful for that and thankful for the reason we have to worship, which is your great love for us. We lay all those things at your feet and say, hear us, hear our cries, meet with, meet, meet with us this evening. We pray these things in your holy name. Amen. You can go ahead and have a seat. Uh, part of our worship is not just singing and dancing, but also skilled storytelling. So at this time, I'd like to invite Trisha Palmer up, and she's going to read the Christmas story from the scriptures. And following that, we'll have a video of uh, a dance to Silent Night, and uh, it will be performed by dancers from Catherine's dance studio as well. So we hope you'll be blessed by both of those. Luke chapter 2. At that time, <clears throat> excuse me. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken since Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. <clears throat> and while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snuggling in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. Afraid, after seeing him, the, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, it was just as the angel had told them. Silent night Breath. 
Thank you to everyone who's participated in uh, making this Christmas particularly special for us as a church family. Um, the Miriam family who led the charge with our uh, Christmas path, uh, many volunteers that participated in making that possible, and uh, they've set up uh, s sort of silhouettes of different 
elements of the Christmas narrative. And um, you're invited, if you've not already taken that journey, to take 30 minutes or so and kind of journey through the Christmas story. It's quite the experience. Uh, you kind of put some distance between elements and you walk it. Um, it's a field. <laughs> so uh, if you're not up to walking through a field, um, you can actually walk it along our sidewalk around the building here. The uh, same images have been set there. Go to our website, download uh, the tools that will walk you through it and um, invite Jesus to meet you that way as well. Uh, thank you to the teams that have made this uh, evening possible as well. Our technical teams, music musicians, Catherine and uh, the dance company at Crossings and our pastoral team. Um, so many people who contribute. And thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being with us online. Um, we're just glad that you've chosen to kind of take an hour and, and focus on, uh, well, we're going to focus on Jesus here for the next few minutes um, if we've not done so already. Uh, but on our way to that, <clears throat> um, let me just kind of take a couple of minutes. I'd invited people to um, send in some pictures of, of the Christmas sweaters things. Um, but I've also got some other images for you here, um, and most of you will be familiar with kind of the, the naughty and nice themes that go on at Christmas. You know, making a list, checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty and not, right? You know, it's the, the, so kind of starting at that point, um, uh, let's do a little survey, naughty or nice, and uh, we'll throw them up on the screen here. So survey says naughty or nice, here's the first image. Naughty, right. That's just a piece of wood. That's naughty. All right. Uh, survey says naughty or nice. Next one. I will wait for it. It'll come. There we go. There we go. That's nice. That's nice. That's, uh, it's, it's not, you don't want to take it for granite. It's, it's, it's nice. It's, uh, it's a metamorphic rock. I, I called it sedimentary in the last service, and I was corrected. It's a metamorphic rock. It's called nice. Okay, let's get a little more complicated. Here we go. Naughty or nice, survey says. <laughs> okay, I put Sophie in there just to kind of keep it from being too, you know, politically insensitive. Um, here we go. Naughty or nice. Oh, okay. easy gentlemen. Now, okay, ladies, here you go. Easy ladies, easy now. Okay, all right. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and uh, George Clooney. Um, well, let's try this one. Naughty or nice? All right. So, what, what do you got against Alex Baldwin? Come on now. He, he, he's impersonating uh, Donald Trump there. Um, here we go. This is an easy one. Naughty or nice? That's right, yes. Uh, if you can't feed 100 people, then feed just one. Mother Teresa, thank you. What a sweet lady. Uh, naughty or nice? Oh, that's right. Here, one more. Naughty or nice? I, I, I was looking for momentum. Like, I was hoping if I kind of just got enough nice, ni you know, I might kind of squeak through somehow. Here's the reality is that, that we could put anybody's picture up there, and, and we don't know. We don't know the, the depths of one another's hearts. We don't know what's going on in, in anyone's life. Um, Many of you don't even know me just a little bit. I mean, some of us have been life group together. Some of us have been in one another's homes. And others, not so much. But, but even there, even there. So my daughter and I, um, uh, Christy, you'll hear her playing cello in a few minutes. Uh, we've watched a bit of TV together this COVID season. Anybody else done a little bit of TV? Um, 
And, and one of the shows that we've been watching is a Netflix series called The Good Place. Anybody seen The Good Place? Um, the, the basic premise of The Good Place is this. We've not seen the whole series, so I don't know how it wraps up. Don't spoil it for me. Um, but the, the basic premise is this. It, it's a bunch of people who have found themselves in The Good Place. They died. They died, and they're in The Good Place. Um, and there's supposedly a merit system that gets them to The Good Place, but one by one they start realizing that they're in the wrong place. Like, they don't deserve to be there. Um, and, uh, and then they start trying to hide the fact that they do not belong. And it just sounds an awful lot like, like, like life. As I've experienced it, I don't know about you. Um, we, we don't really know the hearts of the people around us. You know little about me. The fact is that if you knew my heart, you would say, look, Terry deserves coal. Terry deserves coal. Like, I'm not an axe murderer or anything like that. But when I'm honest and, and and evaluate the motives of my heart. At best, they're mixed. I might put my own picture up there because I was hoping you'd say nice. I didn't want you to jeer, boo. Um, this whole naughty and nice thing, of course, is tied up with the Santa legend and, and kind of how that all unfolded. Behind that, actually, is a real guy, uh, Nicholas, uh, who lived... Uh, 280 to 342 AD, okay, a long time ago. He was a Christian Orthodox priest, a um, guy who loved Jesus, uh, who managed a, a significant amount of wealth and tried to use it constructively, tried to help people. In the name of Jesus, he would try to reach out to those uh, in a way that he thought perhaps Jesus would reach out to people in need. St. Nicholas knew that uh, the coming of Jesus was not in response to uh, our deserving it. That first Christmas when Jesus came, it, it wasn't that humanity had finally measured up. Um, the story of Jesus' coming is actually a story of incredible grace. It's, it's mercy toward, toward people like me who could never have possibly earned God's favor. I don't know about your family, but, but grace is not kind of the go-to. Um, I'm going to say in every home. Like, like it's not the default that we just forgive people automatically. It, it, requires, it requires effort. I mean, most of us are going to go to lovely homes uh, this evening. Maybe you'll engage in a bit of Christmas celebration or some, some foods that you enjoy. Um, what are the chances that we could, uh, maybe it's easier this year, you're just with your household. Uh, what are the chances that you could get through an entire 24-hour period of time um, without, you know, any ripples, any dissatisfaction, you know, any disgruntledness kind of showing up? Man, oh man, when, especially if you're tired. Like, moms, come on, you've, you've been up preparing food, perhaps, uh, you know, you get weary. <laughs> uh, um, dads, we've been shoveling a lot of snow lately. Have you noticed? Oh my goodness, I get tired and I get... I, I'm just, I don't have the same measure of, of control that I, that I wish I had, even after all these years of walking with Jesus. Maybe, maybe you'll open some gifts. I don't know. Um, maybe it's just me that's like, uh, I'm not sure they deserve that. Oh my goodness, that's generous. Hi. <laughs> wow. And it's, I'm, somebody's probably looking on with me and saying, man, I know Terry. He certainly doesn't deserve that. The, the truth is, uh, is, is that. The, the truth is that. Um, 
even in those moments when we may not be able to wholeheartedly cheer and say, oh yeah, isn't that fantastic? Could we, could we look for the, the seeds of potential, like the stuff that would grow into uh, something wonderful through 2021? Like, can, can, we, can we attempt to see the, the possibilities the, that are there? Did you know that this is God's disposition toward you? Like, I've been pretty candid uh, about kind of the darkness that can lurk in here. God's disposition toward you is love. Like, he is for you and not against you. He, he is cheering for you, and yet many people think of him as being an awful lot like the Grinch. <laughs> He's just a, a scowly old guy who's waiting to, well, maybe on Santa list, check off the coal. Coal, coal. But I want to invite you to, to, to listen to what my, a friend of Jesus named Paul had to say about this. Paul said this, while we were still sinners, this is in a letter that he wrote to a church in, in Rome uh, a long time, 2,000 years ago. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So while we were still caught in the guilt and shame uh, that we try to hide, uh, that's associated with kind of what's really going on inside, while we were still like that, Christ died for us. The coming of Jesus that we're celebrating here this Christmas he didn't come in response to our merit. He came in response to our need. And Jesus came because you and I need to be rescued. That St. Paul, he wrote in a letter to sort of his protege, a guy named Timothy. He wrote this. This is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And then he goes on and he says this. He says, and I am the worst of them all. This is the guy that wrote like half the New Testament. You may not know me all that well, but, but I resemble that comment. I mean, I know my heart wants things sometimes that it ought not want. And, and I know that my mind thinks about things sometimes that it ought not think about. And when, sometimes when I think about something and, and then I want that, it will lead me to say something, it will lead me to do something, that I ought not say or do. It's called sin. And even after all these years of walking with Jesus, I'm still a work in progress. Jesus didn't come because I have earned his rescue. Jesus came because we desperately need his help and his intervention. And here's the good news. The reality is that everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. In fact, the Apostle Paul tells us, for those who have turned to Jesus, we're no longer condemned, rather we're forgiven. We're forgiven, the guilt and shame taken away. Romans 8, if you'd like to look it up. So the naughty or nice, the, the coal versus gifts, I mean, if we got what we deserved, we'd all get coal. But Paul writes this, he says, when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he's talking about Jesus, when he revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence 
that we will inherit eternal life. Now, here's the truth. You don't get to the good place by merit. You get there by grace. Favor that we couldn't have earned. You get there through Jesus Christ. And that's why Jesus came. And that's why we celebrate. That's why there's so many songs that are genuinely joyful at Christmas. Because this is good, 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 good news. And the Santa legend focuses on merit, but the true heart of Christmas is that the coming of Jesus is an invitation of grace to be restored in relationship to the Father through the work of the Son, Jesus. Now, now you, you may have noticed that the good news about Christmas is preceded by the bad news concerning the human condition. We need God's intervention in our life. Now, surely this Christmas, Christmas 2020, no one needs any convincing concerning the desperation of our circumstances. Like, you know, our, our, our scientific and our medical genius has, has, has met, met its limits. You know, it's, it's, it's finding new territories, but oh my goodness, we, we've been run aground. Our, our, our economic genius has been, has been stretched, and, and who knows how we're going to get out of this thing. And political brilliance is rare and highly disputed. Like, are these things not true? But the great news is that God has come near in response to our, our, our need. With generosity, with favor. And he invites us to do what the cast in that first Christmas account did. In the midst of really difficult circumstances. In the midst of political uh, intrigue under the Roman uh, in the Roman Empire, in the midst of uh, a young married couple being asked to walk by faith with God in, in a, a situation that had never happened before and was very, very confusing. But they chose to look to Jesus and they chose to follow him. I'm going to pray for you and I want to invite you to receive God's grace. Begin living in relationship with Jesus and his church. I mean, his church, people like you and me uh, who are experiencing God and then learning together to walk with him. Would you bow with me in prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for coming that first Christmas. Would you draw near again this Christmas? with your rescue, with your encouragement. Lord, would you capture our attention and keep us fixated on you, O oh God. We ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. I invite the worship team to come and prepare to lead us in just a moment of reflection together. Um, at home here in the sanctuary, let me invite you to respond. Would you respond by, by beginning to pursue or continuing to pursue Jesus with us this Sunday, next Sunday? Begin to make a, a pattern of pursuing Jesus as part of the rhythm of your life. While we think about that and prepare to respond, I'm going to invite you to receive the lyrics and the experience of just a wonderful Christmas song that we're going to play on a video for you. This is Pastor Tim conducting the Foothills Philharmonic Chorus right here in our sanctuary last December. 
The lyric will be on the screen. Uh, This piece invites us to see and to respond to this invitation to be redeemed. The word means to be bought back to the Father through the work of Jesus. And then I'm going to come back in a couple of minutes and we're going to light our candles together.
Jesus, the light of the world, has come and invites you to receive his grace. Hallelujah. The, the word means give God praise or praise be to God. That's the response uh, of our hearts uh, for those of us who have encountered him and received his grace. We're going to light some candles together. Um, I'll light mine from the Christ candle in the, our Advent wreath and share it along with you. Uh, you're welcome to share between cohorts and then return to your seat. If you're at home, uh, please consider joining us in this. Uh, we're going to dim the lights here for a few minutes, and Catherine, Daniel, and Christy are going to lead us in humming or singing along uh, the hymn, the carol, O Holy Night.
Why don't you stand with us? Those who've encountered God's grace, the church, uh, are called to represent him and let his light shine. Maybe you'd lift it high. I don't know if there's enough of us here to make much. Oh, my goodness. It makes a difference. But when we see the good work that he is doing in us, displayed in one another. Lord Jesus, thank you for that display. And thank you for that good work. And thank you for your grace that was made. The the story begins in a humble manger in Bethlehem. It concludes through a cross, a cruel cross, in Jerusalem. But it continues today through your resurrection and ascension back to the Father, such that we now continue to tell and experience, experience and tell the story of your coming near to us with deliverance. We receive your grace with gratitude. Teach us to respond consistently and persistently Sunday after Sunday, day after day, that we would be found as faithful followers of you, those who are light bearers, reflecting you, Lord Jesus. Your light has come. And we are grateful. We say thank you. And all together, every God's people said, Amen. Amen. So, Tim said I should do this and, and not tell you to remove your masks. Um, but, but we do need to extinguish our flames. Um, so, so probably the best way to do that is to extinguish your flame. If, if, if you can blow through your mask, it's not a good enough mask, okay? Here we go. Let's blow. Three, two, one. And a closing song here before we're on our way. And uh, just, just to uh, defend myself there, it was not a fear of COVID that made me say, don't remove your masks. I just wanted to see how many people would try to blow their candle out with their mask on. And we look around and any, ma- any uh, candles that flickered, I'd say, you need a new mask. <laughs> um, this uh, last song is a wonderful closer. We've done it many years in a row. Um, well, actually, I don't know if we did it last year, but... Um, We've done it many years, and it's just a wonderful celebration, wonderful declaration of uh, the truth of the season and of the joy that has come uh, because our Savior has been born. Uh, Catherine has some uh, actions that she's going to lead in as well because it's the song that a lot of our kids who've been in Kid Zone, um, they'll know this, they'll know a bunch of the actions, so feel free free to rock those actions out with us. But uh, it's been a a pleasure worshiping with you all, and uh, let's celebrate and worship and declare what a glorious night. It does have a deep theological um, starting. Um, the, uh, the words at the very beginning are, whoa, 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 whoa. So there's a lot of weight to those. And uh, we just chalk that up to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All right? So we're going to worship and celebrate together.
shining in the sky. And lo, in Bethlehem, the king is sleeping. Oh, what a glorious night. And oh, what a glorious night. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us. Have a Merry Christmas. Stay safe on those roads. Hope to see you in church either again on site or online. It's a blessing to be on you. Have a Merry Christmas.